Hi, um, I'm Love. Good morning. And it's Monday morning, the 10th of August, 2020. Tomorrow's my parents' anniversary. So yeah, that just came to mind now. So I feel, I feel kind of brand new. So I, I heard your story and I'm really, really saddened about it because this has always been a big issue. Women are already economically sidelined for being women, for being girls, you know. You have an engagement ring and there's a problem with employing you. You're pregnant, there's a problem with employing you. You just got married, there's a problem with employing you. You have breasts and there's a problem with employing you. It's just, it's, it's like, how do I win? How do I win? How do I win? Especially in Nigeria, you can't even, as a girl, get a decent place to rent. There's already this profiling, judgment, stereotyping. We don't um, rent our place out to girls. Even if you can afford it, even if you can pay, they just don't want it to be a girl. Oh, we don't rent it out to single girls. It's, 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 it's an issue. It's terrible. I don't know if it's cultural or... I don't know but it's really it really affects women and it, it leads to uh, it's part of the reasons why we have women who are very uh, enterprising why we have women in the market selling and those who are not on the market not taking advantage of social media to to earn a living or just people selling women selling things from their boots or from their their houses it's just women trying to survive on their own in a, in a society where where nobody pays attention to you because you're a woman, no matter how skilled you are. The funny thing is you see these women go out of the country and they do great things because this environment is not enabling at all. And it provokes me. My final year thesis was on... Uh, my, final, my master's thesis was on women in parliament. It was a very beautiful document. Very beautiful. It's like a manual... It will help us not just have more women come out to be voted for, but also have more people vote for women and even have more parties nominate women. It's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful essay. And, and I've, just, I've just been so worried about who to share this essay with in Nigeria because everyone else, my professor, supervisors, they've seen it. They're, they're like amazed. It's wonderful. It's like a formula. But who do you share it with in Nigeria? And will it ever be executed in a country that constantly wants women to remain dominated, oppressed? Some people will say, oh, but there are women doing great things. Check those women out. They've got masculine backup. They've got political backup. They've got their husband backing them up. Husbands that are doing very well. So how are we going to help the young girl that is just trying, the young girl that is just depending on her skills, on what she's selling, the young girl that's just depending on her good grades, the young girl that's just depending on her talent? Is there an enabling environment for her? So talking about this Yoruba language, if you're able to teach it, if you're able to teach it, it is a very great idea. Because I know that the, the the U.S. Embassy encourages the promotion of local languages. The one, as, as I've heard of in Nigeria, 
the promotion of local languages and English language. And also, there are so many um, foreigners coming into Nigeria that want to learn Yoruba. They just want to learn Yoruba. There are so many. Um, I was communications manager for the French school. That's the French school that is run by the French government in Nigeria. And there are so many parents that want their kids to learn Nigerian local languages because it helps them integrate. Now, I may not be able to promise you uh, a connection, a link or a lead, but I can assure you that with time, people see what you're doing. I don't know if you're an outspoken person, you like to come out on social media. Even if you don't like to come out on social media, there are ways you can create posts online without showing your face. You can design a course and try to teach people look out for um you you use linkedin so look out for people on linkedin many of them have kids and they want their kids to learn yoruba and another interesting thing is your clients may not even be nigerians your clients may be nigerians i mean not may not be nigerians in nigeria your clients may be nigerians outside nigeria in diaspora in the us in the uk in russia in uh, Italy, in Canada, who want their children to retain a part of their heritage. And it's very interesting for you, For it will be very interesting for you because now you might be looking for partnerships with um, um, maybe groups, uh, groups of Nigerians in diaspora or expatriates and the rest, just looking for how you can sell your Yoruba language courses to them. Another thing, another skill that will be very essential for you, apart from course creation skills and content creation skills for your social media, will be um, uh, sales skills, marketing skills. Now what I'm looking at is a way that with nothing, you can start something. Now course creation is not really with using nothing, especially for me, as someone who does French language on the side, and you as someone who has learned Yoruba, we didn't learn it for free. I didn't learn French for free. I didn't get a free flight to France. I didn't get uh, tuition free to study in France. I didn't get tuition free for my studies in Uniben. So I've put in, this is, this is like the indirect cost. So it's not really starting with nothing, but it's starting with knowledge. So now you're selling knowledge, you're monetizing your knowledge. And that is what we're trying to do here. Um, so this, this, uh, voice note is basically about using your Yoruba language, even though you did not choose it, even though you did not choose it. I tell people, I did not choose French. I did not choose French. I did not choose French. Now revenue is running into the hundreds of thousands. And I'm very sure that by God's grace soon, it will run into the millions, but I did not choose French. And during this pandemic, the whole lockdown, I've been so sick. I, I'm not able to work, stressed. And who knew that one day in my life, even with the lockdown, the pandemic, I would still survive. I would still have money in my account, enough to pay um, annual rent for like two years. For someone who hasn't been, um, will I say engaged, because I've actually been like an entrepreneur for some time now, even while I was communications manager for the French school, I was there 
as a consultant. So they were my clients. But the thing, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is that even if you did not choose Yoruba, you should know that this happened for a reason. And maybe that reason is right now, here and now. You'd be like, who wants to learn my Yoruba? Everybody in, in, in Lagos speaks Yoruba. That's a lie. If someone could break down Yoruba for me and make it interesting, an interesting course, I want to learn. I've been in Lagos for how many years? I, I don't speak Yoruba. I only, I, I, I just, kilo de kilo shele. People would love to learn Yoruba. And I'm looking at a situation where Nigerians promote and preserve Nigerian languages. What you're about to do is amazing. It's epic. If you focus on it and you promote it, it could go UNESCO. It could go UNESCO. I like to give people the big picture. It could go UNESCO. It could go sustainability. It could go sustainable development goals. You're preserving a culture, a heritage. I want you to focus on it from the angle of sustainable development because I've seen that you studied public and international affairs something like that so put all of these together and create this Yoruba course I teach French to promote diplomacy and increase intercultural um, encourage intercultural relations and increase opportunities for people across different borders Put a mission to your Yoruba courses. Put a mission to it and teach it. You know what they call packaging? Don't package rubbish. You've got the skills. You've got the degree. Some people would not even have as much knowledge as you do. But they will sell this thing. Like selling fridge to an Eskimo. They would sell this thing. So you just set it out right. Put it. Set your goals straight. Know what you're doing this for. And trust me, you can, in a year from now, be talking to me about, about your partners, your foreign partners, about how the UN wants to collaborate with you or the British Council wants to collaborate with you or the US Embassy in Lagos wants to collaborate with you. You could be giving me stories like this if you chase that. If you chase it. But for now, what we're focused on is you having income at first. So if you put in a month to develop a basic course, basic Yoruba course, and you start selling it, or even start doing WhatsApp Yoruba, because if you WhatsApp Yoruba will give you like the money instantly on the spot instead of having to create a course, waste time to create a course. WhatsApp Yoruba, target, target the parents in your church, in your community, in all the groups that you belong to. You'd be like, who wants to learn Yoruba? Try it first. Try it first. That's just my take on the first one when I talked about wanting to capitalize on this Yoruba language thing because I don't want it to go to waste even though you didn't choose it. I didn't choose French. I didn't choose French, but I, I did graduate with the first class, which is a miracle. I did graduate as best graduating student from the faculty and from the department, which is a miracle. Sometimes you just have to be determined. I knew that I didn't have any other way. I knew that nobody was going to, no, I didn't, I, I was even, I don't want to go into details. 
Like I knew that I wanted to be self-sufficient and I didn't have any other means of climbing the social ladder but education. So I didn't want to mess with it at all. Then I had no idea about being a social entrepreneur or starting out something or even collecting money from people for a service. It was all uh, strange to me. I never wanted to, I never, I, I never did associate myself with, with um, giving a service for, for money or something. I wanted to come out and just be an ambassador, if that's even how it happens. So I hope this helps and I hope you work on it. And I hope that if it's something you want to do, I will always tell people. Although I, I said that mentor is a big word, I do mentor some very young people. But when I have to mentor someone that's like um, maybe close to my age or older, I feel like it's such a big word. So uh, I would say um, what I always say to everyone. An advice is an option. I am not ever in my life going to be among those people that get offended that they advised you and you didn't take their advice. That's that's too much manipulation. That's too much control. That's too much small ego and and getting hurt that someone did not take your advice that you wasted time to give. That's why that's why right now I just decide I'm going to be putting my advice on my on my anchor FM or on my uh, YouTube wherever so that. If somehow the person I'm advising doesn't take it, someone else stumbles upon it one day, it might just be for that person. So an advice is an option, not an instruction. It's your life. And you're allowed to get advice from many many more people. You're allowed to spend time ruminating, thinking, reflecting, and seeing if this is what you want to do. And then deciding if this is really what you want to do. If you see the big picture as I see it, great. If you want to do something else, then we can discuss the next option that I gave when I um, record the next voice note. All right, I'm going to post this like right now. I hope it's not too long. Oh my God, 14 minutes. All right, thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day. Cheers.